Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we will read Genesis chapter 9 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition. We're going to review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. So let us begin. God's covenant with Noah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky and every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal, and from each human being too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans should their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is a sign of the covenant I am making between me and you, and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you, and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. The sons of Noah. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way, so they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves, will he be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years, and then he died. So we come to the end of Genesis chapter 9, and we see that we are talking about God's promise to mankind. So after the destruction, 
God had mercy upon the human race and promised again and basically reestablished his covenant with Noah to go forth and multiply and to take dominion of the earth, the original covenant that he had given Adam and Eve. And so we see here that God is basically giving us a premonition of what's to come. God's going to take out his judgment again, but this time it's going to be against his only son. And it is going to be at a moment that he's also going to be exercising the largest grace towards men, and that is his forgiveness. And all this is going to occur at one moment in time when Jesus is crucified on the cross. At this moment, God's judgment will be exercised, but also God's eternal grace will be also exercised. And mankind will once again be blessed and given a chance to redeem itself and be and be made righteous in front of his eyes. So let us pray. Father God, thank you for this amazing grace that you show us. Thank you for this narrative, for this story that you tell us and and depict and and why you had to eradicate humankind almost, but you still left a remnant. You still left Noah's family and how you will come again to eradicate our sin. And you're going to do this through Jesus, him on the cross, your only son, and how you were willing to pay this price in, because of your eternal and infinite mercy and grace towards us. Lord, we cannot express how much we love you, how much we appreciate this, how much we are not worthy of your grace and your mercy, but how we so truly love you for this. We just hope that we can live up to your promise, Lord, that we can fulfill the promise you called us to fulfill, that we bring others into your kingdom, that we go forth and proclaim your word, the good news, the gospel, and that we exercise dominion on this earth and that we go into the depth of our hearts to fulfill your love, your mercy, your grace on this earth, that we become your vessel so that we can fulfill your purpose. Lord, we ask this in your son's Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Genesis chapter 9. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.